How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Offside Report. The Premier League has finally returned after a two-week mid-season break, and it's felt like a lot longer than that, let me tell you. Uh, there was still plenty happening over the past week. Mane Senegal achieved African Cup glory over Salah's Egypt. Domestic football continued across Europe, with the title race tightening up, tightening up in the Serie A, and English football returned with the FA Cup over the weekend, and wasn't there plenty of upsets throughout that? Uh, but it's all about the Premier League now with some more midweek action happening this morning. Goals galore at Villa Park with Leeds coming back to draw 3-all. No slip-ups from City against Brentford. United disappointing again. West Ham are in the top four. Newcastle are out of the relegation zone for now. And are Everton bound for the drop? Plenty to dissect today. I'm joined as always by Jimmy, Mitch and Al. Alistair very nearly didn't show up this morning, and who can blame him? Hot off the press, Tottenham cop up a 2-1 lead to lose 3-2 to Southampton at home. How are you feeling, Al? Yeah, these these early morning games, they they kind of, they set the tone for the day, don't they? But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, not very happy. But I mean, to be honest with you, Southampton did uh, did deserve it. So, you know, they they batted Spurs. It's Southampton, though. It's Southampton. It's no, there's no excuse. No excuses. Like, you know, the, the defending was. In fact, there was no defending. To be honest with you, the the two goals mm. they scored in the uh, second half were just. I don't. I, you know, who, unbelievable. Who was it? Who was it on? Um, for the for the last goal for the winner, who was the man defending? Um, Shane I don't think there, there's was no it, one defending. There's no one there. <laughs> Emerson Royale, I think it was. He, or, I mean, he was standing next to him. But obviously, he wasn't defending very well, but he was standing next to him and just didn't make a move on. He was static, so static. I mean, he was in the box, and he's he's not. He didn't even have to jump, to be honest with you. So uh, I've said that no. a few times. But they're jokers, you know. I, I kind of I saw it happening. This uh, when I when I got up this morning, I saw the team. I thought, you know, we're, we're only a point. We were going to be only a point if we won this game uh, from the top four. But yeah, they, we're serial chokers. And uh, to be honest with you, yeah, I'm kind of used to it. So you've given up You've given up on, on Tottenham completely. Even though Conte's there, he's, he's probably the best manager no, in never. the world. He's come there and he hasn't been able to Jimmy, turn anything Jimmy, I would never give around. up on Tottenham. It's just, uh, you know, the highs yeah. and lows of uh, being a Spurs supporter. Uh, mm. It's not good well, to you. With, with, with the glass half full mentality, uh, I think it's these results that... Um, Help you help you improve in the long run. Um, speaking from experience, there was a few of these results when Klopp first took over, but you just cop it on the chin, move on, and yeah, I mean the, the, these results are going to happen. So don't be too, don't be too down in the dumps, Al. You, you'll turn it around eventually, I feel. But no, I doubt it. Be down in the dumps. No, we've still got, we've well, we've got no. three games in hand over West Ham, right? You're in, in the top four. That's true. So if we win those, then you know, we'll be laughing, but it's just always going, isn't it? First yeah. Thing. Well, you might play some teams that are a bit, uh, a bit more stable than Southampton as well, so it might be tough. <laughs> well, like Burnley. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> what did happen there, Jimmy? Take us Absolute rubbish. We should have... We, I'm saying I'm sounding like Nick here. United should have been 4-0 up in the first half, really. I mean, the amount of chances there, it, it was just no comparison. United dominated the game, should have been 4-0 up. VAR is an absolute joke. And then you get one little moment of half-brilliance 
uh, from the opposition, they score and it's game over because heads drop and that's the mentality of United at the moment, which is very, very unfortunate. It's frustrating um, and as United fans, it's, it's hard to see a positive, to be honest. Mitch, do you agree? Yep, uh, we talk about the poor defending of Emerson Royale. Well, we spent $80 million on a centre-half that I don't know if he's a defender, and I'm not sure what he's doing at the moment. <laughs> Harry Maguire just seems to be a passenger Mate. in that defence. What it's, the hell has happened? It's more than worrying. But, look, we had 64% possession and couldn't do anything with it. Had 22 shots, only five on target. You know, it's... You, a couple of years ago, you'd almost take, you almost take... You expect Burnley to do that at home. You know, hold you to a one-all draw. But the Burnley of this year, no. Um... In one side, I've got to look at it and helps push my case of Burnley staying up. But as a United fan, this is, it's not ideal. And it we had, makes we, it top four hard. Sorry, Mitch. We had a chat the day before and I predicted United to win 4-0. And after the, the first five minutes, I thought, yeah, we're on you. Here we go. <laughs> easy, easy does it. And then, then, you know, a goal gets ruled off and you go, it doesn't matter. We're going we're to have heaps of opportunities anyway. No problem. And then that happens. Typical, typical United. How frustrating is it? Is it? You know, is there any more that, that Ragnar can do? Like, it's not, you know, well, I expected a little bit better out of uh, out of him in terms of turning the, the team mentality around, but is there is there any more he can do, Mitchell? I think it, what, what we're seeing is I think it's not a... I think it's a coach issue. I think it is. There's got to be something going on in that back room. There's got to be something going on in that training park, whether it's the player's attitude. It's got to be something more than, you know, we. I agree that Ole couldn't be there, full stop. You know, whether that was tactically, he didn't have the players, whatever it is. But Ragnik has that sort of, he has that methodology. He's shown that already. So it's got to now come down to what's going on in the back room. You know, what's going on at the board level, at the training ground. There's something else going on because something's not right at that club at the moment. Um, And we're seeing that week after week now consistently. There's something going wrong. And it's it's got to change. It's just, it's not right. Speaking of things going wrong, you look like you're in the Matrix, Mitch. What's happened to your camera? I've got no idea what's going on with my camera. Mine, it looks fantastic. I'm hearing there's a bit of black and white going on, some colours going through the screens, but I think it could be an improvement on my look. Yeah, no, probably, probably you're probably right. I actually wanted to ask you boys a question about United. Um, I was going to say it oh, a little good. bit later on, but now that we're on the topic, I may as well just say it now. Do you, mm. do you actually believe Ragnik? Uh, do you believe... Uh, United have declined under Ragnik. You've you've been kicked out of the Carabao Cup since he's arrived. Now the FA Cup, not in the top four. Ronaldo hasn't scored in five games. Apparently, it's his longest goal drought uh, since 2010. I mean, do you, have you seen any improvement at all? I, I don't see. I don't see. It's a fair question. I don't see a decline. I mean, there's a lot of things to sort out, and it's never going to be an instant kind of fix. But you know what? Before that, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like we had to make a change. I don't think we were much better before Ragnik. So, I mean, I'm hoping it leads to. Um, I mean, he's demanding a lot from the players, and you can see a little bit of a change in you know from from Ole and the players' demeanour or their mentality. So, I don't think I don't think we've we've gone backwards. We've I keep doing a nick. I don't think they've gone backwards. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to get it out of me. No, no, it's fine. I shouldn't be doing that. I'm better than that. I'm better than Nick. And, uh, you know, I don't see a decline. That's just me. Mitch, am I maybe a bit too... I I agree. I think it's a different different United. And you can't go and make changes to structure, to the shape. You know, Ralph obviously tried his... They went to that back three for a little Mm. bit, realised that wasn't going to work with the current crop of players. So now he's changed and reverted to a new, different structure again. 
Uh, it's just players adjusting. There's always going to be that little period of time, but we still can't lose to the teams we're losing to. That's not an excuse for that. But it's no different. We were losing games under Ole that we should have won. We were drawing games. You know, it, it's that's just that's been the United over the last five six years. Full stop. So it's not. I don't think it's a decline. I think it's getting used to a new coach. I think it's the changes that are happening. But I still think it comes back to the players not really, whether it's they don't want to be out there or they've got you know too big of an ego. I still bring it back. You know, I would have liked to have seen a coach come in that would have shut down all those egos. I don't think that's Ralph, but I think he has the ability to at least get them tactically and structurally correct for whoever does come in next. And you know, as we've seen, Potch looks like he'll be a free target. And you know, just to annoy Al, I'd like to see it happen. But I would like someone to come in that can kill those egos because. You know, if, if Potch's issue is egos at PSG, well, he's not helping himself by coming to United because there's plenty there. Speaking of egos, Jaden Sancho, I want to ask Al this, actually, because he might give me an unbiased answer. Do, is it too early to consider him a flop at United? Yeah, it's too early. He hasn't played he's that many flop. games, but I mean, he's phenomenal. Come on, Nick. Good question. Speaking of egos, Jesus. <laughs> Well, it's just a question. I mean, how far are we into the season now? A flop. Six months. Oh, come on, mate. How much did he cost? 80, 90 million? And he, yeah, well, look who was really playing around. So it was 70 million. Oh. So, although, no, it doesn't make 70 million. What's an extra 20 mil? What's an extra 20 mil? It's bargain, but bargain. Just rounding it up to the nearest 90 mil. That's all. I think I said it before. You should have, that they should have, you know, it should have spent uh, the money on um, Rice. Yeah, that midfield mm. is, is bang average. Um, and you know, it shows from, <laughs> yeah. from Solskjaer leaving. It's, it's. I mean, they haven't lost many games, Mitch. You were saying they've lost games, but I mean, he's he's tightened that up at least. He's still fighting for the top four, so it's been all, it's been okay. Mm. But Sancho a flop. I mean, he missed that penalty uh, for England, and maybe he hasn't had the confidence since. Um, and it's a lot of money for uh, for a young player, but he is still young. So let's see see what happens. He needs some mm. game time. Yeah, very cool, very cool. I was just asking the question. No, don't give me the look. Yeah, no. look. yeah. Just you and the, and the smirk and the, the laughter. You muted your mic and had a good old chuckle. All right, let's move on. <laughs> on the topic of miss, miss pens, and I'm sure we'll get there, but if we don't, did everyone see Zaha's miss penalty this morning? Uh, what was he doing? Slipping over? Oh. I mean, he could. He scored an absolute pearler. Yeah. He did, but geez, the step up to the pen. They should have won. They should have won that game. Um, he would have slotted it. He has, that's the first penalty he's ever missed. He was four from he's four from four in his career up until that. First ever, really. Yeah, four from five, and he's just uh, yeah for Crystal Palace. I'm saying obviously, Palace, yeah. but um, it's actually not a lot of penalties considering how long he's been there. Four pens. Jimmy, Jimmy, you say about slipping over. I mean, what what is it with these boots that these players are using these days? You know, it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that. And they don't have the uh, the well, yeah, screw they, they got, Well, they got molds on or something like. That. I mean, the Spurs game. It's <laughs> like they're wearing skates out there, slipping around. I mean, the first goal he slipped yeah. over Davies. It's just like put some bloody button molds on, put some big studs on, like Rooney. I know. Be, be, be yeah, I was going to say the metal studs, yeah. the spikes. The metal studs, you should. Well, back in your day, they didn't yeah. have any. Well, they wore sandals, <laughs> so it's a it's a big step up um, from from that stage. There's a lot of options, though. I mean, all the boots that you've got these days, surely they could find ones that are going to help them not slip over. Although, I mean, it was did is that is that the is that the reason why he missed? You reckon? I mean, he did slide and slip a little bit, but geez, I mean, he's the way he walked up to that. 
it looked very casual, didn't it? It was just... But look, the moulded studs make it... The, these these plastic rubber studs make a difference. They don't stick into the ground as much. They make players mm-hmm. quicker across the grass. But the second you actually stop and have traction, you don't get it. They need to have those big... You just think, on a wet day, on a wet pitch, just get a pair of medals out. They're a little bit longer, just so you can stand up. Might leave a hole in someone's foot. <laughs> you know. Minor detail. Minor detail. <laughs> do what you got to do. It's a battle scar. Um, let, let's move on to the topic of Kurt Zuma because he obviously was the topic of the week. One of the most bizarre incidents, he was caught on camera kicking his cat, slapping his cat across the face. Uh, Jimmy may have been guilty of that over the years as well, I think. But Mate, I'm not a cat person, but Jesus, that was just horrific. You're a disgrace. You know, you can see, you can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat animals or things or people less vulnerable than them and that just sums sums him up I don't, I don't care mate you're an absolute disgrace you torture an animal well you're an absolute tool and you should not be playing football uh, professional football and even the sponsors they've got commercial partners that have that have come out and said that they're uh, weighing up their their future with the club because he was um, continuing to play and i, I I agree with that. It's, it's yeah. an absolute disgrace, I mate. Some things are bigger than football, and he's been dropped. He's been dropped by Adidas. I mean, at least Adidas. Did, oh, is that yeah official? I missed that. Dropped. Okay, I mean, yeah, at least good. it wasn't Puma, right? But I mean, <laughs> is that too soon? <laughs> too soon, maybe too soon. <laughs> um, Jesus, but yeah. yeah. I mean, as, uh, I'm, I'm with you there, Jimmy. It's a disgrace. He, should, he shouldn't have been playing. Yeah. What's he playing the game for the other night? I mean, he, yeah. David Moyes tried to defend him, and well, not defend him. Sorry, he said he was he was not happy with the incident, but he said his job is to get the best team out there. And yes, he's in the best team, but some things are better than football. He was booed for the entire ninety minutes that he was out there, and I'm glad that he was booed for the entire ninety by minutes. Some of his supporters. There was actually a few yeah. cheers I heard too, which was a bit questionable. I think obviously it's played at home, and people are going to protect their own players and whatnot. But yeah, it's questionable to think why it was even out there, but. Now it's uh, after the game. Now they f- f- find him two weeks' wages. Like Al said, Adidas have cut him, um, mm. and RSPCA have also collected his cats. So, which is yeah, probably the right thing to do, I think. And I think the RSPCA mm. also find them find him the max amount of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or pounds, as well. So, you know, he's got quite a little bill there to pay. But you've got to assume he's dropped for the next week. You know, Moyes is not going to want to cop that backlash again. Yeah, well, he probably should at the start, even though, I mean, whether he plays again or not, well, I don't think he should. I mean, that's been taken a harsh view. But Moyes knows coming into this, surely, if you want to kind of, you know, kill this, um, like the situation I'm saying, uh, you say, all right, well, as soon as it comes out, um, he's dropped, you know, we're going to investigate it, we're going to, you know, speak to him about it, and, and you kind of, you know, cut it then. But the fact that he's allowed him to play after the incident, it's just made it bigger. And now he, he's apologised only because the video's come out. Then David Moyes now, the, all these things are happening afterwards. They're only doing it because of the backlash. So I think it's, you know, you're being reactive to this. It's probably making it bigger mm. than what it could have been. Should the Premier League step in for player suspensions like this then? I mean, if West Ham aren't going to suspend him for a game or whatever, should the Premier League take charge from now on and... Uh, take action on players or should it still remain on the clubs no well they should they've got a reputation to um to protect as well and it's one of their employees i guess you know they're representing the premier league so 
if you're not happy with it, you, you know, you're the governing body there, you should be able to say, no, well, you, you've got to suspend this player. Don't allow him to play. Because, I mean, if you leave it to the clubs, of course, if they want to win games, like we saw, they already did that. He, he's, he's, got, he's in the best team. They're going to they're gonna allow him to play. So, yeah, I think the league should step in. Mm. Agree all around, boys. Yeah. I almost worry about a bit of bias, though. Like with the Premier League looking after their teams that are maybe going to get that extra broadcast numbers. If a player does it, you, mm. little things like that can slip in, but it's no different at, cl- at club level, I suppose. But something needs to be done. And, you know, I was going to ask actually if he'd come out and apologise yet because I hadn't seen anything, so it's good that he has done that. But. Well, he had, yeah, yeah. he's apologised since. But, you know, mm. I mean, I think even for the Premier League, because of sponsorship deals and that sort of stuff, we've seen a sponsor from, from West Ham already put pressure on um, and saying they're evaluating the relationship. I mean, the Premier League sponsors could do the same mm. as well. Mm. Well, from a team's perspective, I mean, it didn't act as a distraction for West Ham. They still got the win. They entered the top four. I mean, mean, for now, like we said, Spurs do have a few games in hand where they could overlap them. But for now, West Ham's in the top four. And if they do finish in that Champions League spot, Al, do you reckon it could be the birth of a new powerhouse if they do get that? Do get that entry into the Champions League? I hope not. Totally get obviously being a Tottenham it. fan, uh, West Spam aren't really, you know, the, the neighbours, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty much, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing well. I mean, he's, he's got them purring at the moment, hasn't he? Uh, David Moyes. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, if they get a top four. Jeez, he's had these uh, ones already. I'm sure I've had these ones ready, of course. Um, if they get top four, then, yeah, it'll be a display. Get the money injection... I mean, they're, they're, they're already a pretty wealthy club, really. They've been playing well for the last two seasons. Building a nice, pretty solid team, it has to be said. Mate, I, I think um, you nailed it there. It's the money. If they've got the money to, to buy the players, I mean, the Champions League, obviously, uh, the better players will want to go there. But you look at Newcastle, you look at them you know, moving on up. Um, it's just all about that cash flow, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Everton, boys. Is it time to panic? Is it time to panic? They've suffered a defeat to Newcastle. Have it? <laughs> Nick. It, Lampard's been in the job for five minutes, okay. and Nick's just smirking and laughing I'm just and saying, the question. I'm just... So, so Nick, just you heard it here first. Nick says sack Lampard. He's not doing a I good didn't job. Say that. I'm saying he's well. After Norwich's, he's one game in. After, what, what, I'm saying, what? after Norwich's draw this morning, Everton are just two points above. Well, aren't they past the point of panicking? They've, they've, they've got rid of their coach. They've got Lampard in. Well, according to you, they shouldn't be panicking. No, I, I thought we'd already discussed this, and this is a new panic to go, oh, shit, we've made the wrong decision. Get rid of Lampard. <laughs> he's one game in, and and they've already lost. I mean, oh, I mean, they should be panicking well before this, this anyway. What I'm saying is he's walking into a cauldron. Right now, Lampard, and with the pressure on, who knows? Who knows? Well, you'd, you'd, he'd have to be pretty naive if he didn't realise that was the case. I mean, he's come in, he hasn't had much time with his team, and he's got players who he's just picked up as well uh, in the, you know in January. So, I mean, Deli Ali came on. He's not going to make an instant impact. Um, well, neither of them started. Van der Beek I mean, on what, the bench as well. Well, what, what do you think is going to happen, Nico? What can they change? They're very, they're already panicked by sacking the the manager. Yeah, well, I mean, they had a good result in the FA Cup, and you know, you're going to Newcastle, who you know, it was it's a relegation game. You know, you, 
two relegation rivals, it has to be said right now, and you lose 3-1. So... Yeah, it was own goal, own goal central in that game. I mean, but but Newcastle played well. They actually did, and I'm, I mean, I don't like to say I told you so, but I could feel it coming from Newcastle. They were building, and they're going to survive, um, which is great. But we have to, we have this has to be said is that Nick number one supports Liverpool, hates Everton. His partner supports Everton, right? From there, and her family, the whole family does, and he gets really angry when when someone speaks well about Everton. So, no, this is why he brought up the topic. What about you, boys? What do you reckon? Should be, should be the opposite, shouldn't it? Being a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing Everton stay up. It would be a shame to lose the Merseyside derby every season. I think, from my perspective, anyway. I mean, it would be funny to see him drop, but I'm trying to. Keep keep a neutral perspective here, and that's why I'm asking you boys anyway, because I know you're just going to call me biased either way. So, <laughs> I mean, they're not in a safe spot, but, and it has to be said. There's only how many games are left for them? Seventeen, seventeen games left. It's not a lot to um, make an impact, especially with the form they're in at the moment. So, yep. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but they're not in the top, they're not in the bottom three at the moment. They've still got points above the others, right? So what? Uh, three points above, uh, you know, Burnley at the bottom, fourteen points. I'm sorry, Mitch, but you know, I can't see see them staying up. But no. Everton, Everton, I think they'll they'll just just do enough. Well, Everton's big test is probably next weekend when they face Leeds. If they drop three points there, then it's that's then we're at an issue point. If they win that game, they've sort of game in hand on Leeds. And they're, what, a point behind them. So, different story completely. If they drop those three points there, then it's a bit of a, you know, then it's probably proper panic stations and they've got to realistically really push. Um, I know Sean Dyche will be sitting there hoping that that's a nil or draw or, you know, and, and can close that gap. But Leeds this morning, you know, Dan James seemed revitalised and he looked quite yeah. nice and quite good. So, Leeds got a bit of confidence going into that game and, and Everton don't. But... You know, Donny. I don't think Donny and Deli Ali were ever going to start straight away. You know, you're putting two midfield players, you know, that haven't really trained or played with the squad. You can't start them straight away. That changes everything. Changes the whole dynamic of the squad. Um, could they start against Leeds if that's what they think needs to be done to win? Then yeah, probably. Or we'll see them get more time off the bench. But I wouldn't panic just yet. I mean, one game under a new manager, it's, it wasn't going to happen straight away. Well, 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 the two clubs sitting below them, Newcastle. Jimmy said they're already safe, and Norwich they haven't lost the game in four. They're, they're unbeaten in four, and that includes three wins. So they're, they're, they're starting to gather a few points. If they win, all I mean, with the team, with the side they've got, the club they are, new manager That's comes right. in. You really should think that they're good enough to survive. My God, like it would be an epic failure if they if they went down. You are right. But it also wouldn't be the first time that's happened either. Mm. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. An interesting few weeks coming up for sure. Um, but moving on from the Premier League and yes. onto Jimmy's favourite league in the world, and best also league, the best league in the world. League in the world. Oh. Go on, tell us about it, Jimmy. What's no, I mean, you just you look at the Premier League, and we know City's going to win it. We all know it. We knew it at the start, a few weeks in, and it's not very exciting. This is why we're talking about relegation. I mean, that's how good the Premier League is. We're talking about relegation, are we? That's the battle everyone's looking at. You look at the City, are one point, 
one point between the top three teams. So Inter on 53, Napoli 52 and Milan 52. And there was the derby last week between Inter and Milan and it was an epic battle. Giroud scores two and they just get over the line, Milan. It's exciting. Every single week now, Juventus is rejuvenated. They're only two points ahead of Atalanta who were in fifth. You know, this is just a tight battle. And the, every game... Anyone can win, you know. It's it's tight. It's brilliant. Serie A's got stories coming out of its backside, so it's just fantastic. I mean, this is the number one league in the world. You really think it? it I mean, okay, it's close, but you really rank it above the Premier League? And you know. yeah, in terms of in terms of tactics and uh, and the quality of players, I mean, you don't get to see as much flashy excitement and and you know free roaming from the players as you do in the Premier League, but tactically. It's just unbelievable. Well, yes, I've got sir. A quote for you. Yes, Alan. Um, this is from Conte, and you love Conte, right? Who, yeah. By the way, he's Italian. <laughs> Gotta feel like I'm no, in court no, he's here. He's Italian. Yes. Has won titles in Italy as a player and coach, right? Um, yeah. But you talk about Romero coming back for Spurs. Um, when you play here, as in the Premier League, you can play in any league in the world because the intensity, the quality, the physicality that you have here is not present in other leagues. Um, you know, he goes on to say, the problem is when you stay in another league, let's say Serie A, you have to ask yourself if you can play in the Premier League. And you've seen a lot of players that have come over, switched over from Italy, from Spain, that just just don't can't can't take it physically. And we talk about Sancho in, in uh, Borussia Dortmund. He's come over to, um, you know, he's he's English as well. So he obviously went over there when he's, he was younger. Uh, mm. He's come back into Premier League and he's he's struggling a bit. Um, so I reckon and I'm not saying it's not about I'm saying Serie A is great I'm not saying that at all and it hasn't always been the case back in oh, well it's, it sounds it sounds like you're uh, you're disregarding no, 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 the Serie A Conte though right who's Italian no yeah I know but in those comments he didn't explain at what level those things were he just said they're very different from any other league in the world he didn't say if they were lower or higher also we know Conte's Italian, so wherever he is, he's going to make it out like it's the hardest thing ever and it's the best league. If he was in the Serie A, he'd say it's the best league in the world. If he's in the Premier League, he's going to say best league in the world. I mean, that's yeah. just that's what Italians do. But, no, I know what you mean. But at the same time, when you've got all these big clubs again, you know, you know, really tight, really good football, I mean, you can just see. And the, the fact is, you guys don't even watch the Serie A, so it's hard to comment, I used to watch it back it? in the 80s and 90s, and they, that was... Honestly, the best. Definitely, it was phenomenal, mm. um, and you kind of want it, it to be like that again. But I don't know. I don't know. But that's, that's I think it was a really good. It was a great thing that Vlahovic decided to disregard the EPL teams that were after him and stay in the season. Is it because he's so seen you know the... Lukaku going back and not scoring goals? <laughs> Is he going right? I want to. I want to stay here. As well. <laughs> you know, right, it's know. it's it's very different. I I. No, I disagree. It's uh, it it's it's very different the way that that you play. I mean, when you played in the Italian league, Conte really um, he Lukaku the game plan revolved around him and the way they played to him. So it's a very different style. I mean, you're very pessimistic about the Premier League, Alan, and I just don't like it. Well, the Premier League, to be honest. I mean, uh, about the City no, Sorry, not at all. I still think it's it's, it's a class um, class act over there. I think it's a good, great great league. Yeah. I mean, the biggest story of the weekend was obviously the Vlahovic and, and Zakaria starting um, for Juventus, the two signings, and both scoring and winning 2-0. I mean, just fantastic, instant impact, and, uh, 
you know, they're coming. I mean, when Juventus is winning, the City are in a better place. So, I mean, everyone's happy with that, surely. Well, you certainly are. You, you, you did am. mention um, Milan. Where, well, where are Milan? One point behind Inter, the top spot. Correct. Yeah. They did finish 14 points behind Liverpool in the group stages of the Champions League, just as a little reminder. <laughs> well... Uh, I'm to sneak Liverpool in there. Yeah. Any chance he gets. You've always got to bring Liverpool up. But at the same time, it just shows how important City A is that they uh, prioritise that ahead of any other league in the world. Even ahead of Champions League. <laughs> I mean, Milan have won enough, you know. They've won enough Champions League. They need to win the City A. We could also say that, you know, Liverpool have just given up on the Premier League already. so they've had Exactly. They know they're defeated. They know they're defeated and they've only got one thing in mind. I don't think they know they're defeated. Um... In fact, so you think there's a chance? Oh, absolutely, there's a chance. Absolutely, if we win our two games in hand, we are six points behind City, and we still have to play them. And with the Champions League coming up uh, next week, and it's yeah. about to get well, tight, I think it is well and truly open for anyone. Well, this is this is the thing, and this is how confident I am that City is 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 a better league. Is that Inter will defeat Liverpool. And if they don't, I will buy a Liverpool jersey and I will wear it on this show. I'm going to save that um, recording, but now that I've... You can it, save it. You can save it because I'm that confident that Inter will win. Well, there you go. All right. I mean, now that I've spoken so badly of the Serie A, it probably will happen, knowing my luck. But It will. Yeah, that, that's actually going to be really interesting. Uh, It'll be a good one. Serie A Tune into that. Liverpool... We'll, we'll definitely get a good uh, glimpse of the two leagues in that tie for sure. Jimmy, um, Jimmy, there's one. Sorry, Nick. Yes, sir. One positive that came out this morning was uh, Ben Tancor, who came off the bench again. He's got yep. some skills, that kid. He does, he's doesn't he? He's got some skills. I mean, you learn a lot in the city, and when you're playing, give you exactly, Juventus. There you go. So uh, I'm pretty happy with that. With that um, decision to buy him. So <laughs> the one positive. Is he Italian? He's not Italian. No, no, he's not. He's Uruguayan. That probably explains it. You know, this South American flair. Oh, that explains it, does it? <laughs> <laughs> not the fact he played. He played in the best league in the world. Uh, you know who else played in the best league in the world? Apparently, according to you, the best league in the world, Mo Salah. And he, his transition to the Premier League was pretty good as well. So. <laughs> It wasn't bad. I mean, he used all the skills he learned at AS Roma and Fiorentina, and he transferred them to APL. It has to be that. It has to be that. It has to be. But but, and you're transitioning well. This is a great segue to when Senegal beat Egypt. But that game was disgraceful because Egypt just tried to shut him out. They just played negative football the entire competition. They've got the one of the best forwards in the world, and they just sat behind the ball, wasted time, kicked it out. It was shocking. It was disgusting football. Yeah, well, I mean, all all of their knockout games went to extra time and some to penalties yeah. as well. So because they didn't want to score, did they? No they just wanted to waste Egypt's, time. There's no secret Egypt's team isn't great. They shouldn't have made the final. It's it's pretty obvious. Um, but they but they did. So it's a credit credit to them. Um, not not really. so much of a credit for not giving Mo Salah a penalty in the shootout. I think they were gonna they made him number five. Yeah, your best penalty taker should be first. That's just my rule. First. Number one, because it is, a, it, it is a game of chance a lot of the time, but you need confidence. And if you, you want your number one penalty taker, go first and score 
when you get that first goal in, the confidence and everyone relaxes. Oh, God, we got the first one in. Here we go. Now we can set up. If you miss the first, the pressure's on. And you can. And it's already a pressure situation coming into a penalty shootout. You don't want that extra pressure. I'd rather he go first and get it out of the way, score, and everyone's in a good frame of mind. That's just for me because then it can happen like we, he didn't even get a chance to, to take one. Mm. It was already over by the time it got to him. Mm. What about you, Mitch? I mean, surely Salah has a say in where he takes his penalty kick as well for Egypt. Like that, yeah, in my opinion, he, he has clearly said, I want to be the last one to take it. You know, I want to be that fifth penalty taker because for me, he has more power in that team than probably the manager. Mm. So he's clearly said, I want to be the fifth and the last. Otherwise, I don't see how he's there. I, I don't understand. I thought, you know, I agree the first one, you've got to start with confidence, but even that third one, that middle, middle way through can be a, sometimes that key penalty. But mm. for me, I think, I think Salah's picked where he's taken it, and I think he's chosen wrong because mm. he has the power to say where he wants to take a penalty kick in that team. As you said, they're not a very good squad. So why has he put himself... I think he's put himself last. That's my opinion. He's put himself last. You know why? It's that Liverpool mentality's rubbed off on him, that I want to be the one to score the winner. I want to celebrate and run around with my shirt off. It's all about me, me, me. And he shouldn't. Well, I mean, we don't know that as a fact, firstly. But they, they had a penalty shooting. We don't know much as a fact on here, by the way. I don't know much either. I just make up crap. But still, it sounded good, and I reckon that's a possibility. It could be. It absolutely could be. But they did have a penalty shootout either in the semifinal or the quarterfinal, and he wasn't... I don't think he was last, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. It, look, it could be Sal's decision. It could be the coaches. But I, I think... I think for someone of Salah's quality, oh, you make a good point, Jimmy, about him going first. That you probably should have gone first. I reckon the best penalty taker though should be second or third, in case that first penalty goes wrong. Um, at least you've got someone to um, rely on to settle settle the team down again with the next penalty or the third penalty. Um, if it goes right, the first penalty with someone else, then you can continue the you know the momentum. But yeah. I don't know. Do you agree, Al? I actually agree. Yeah, the first. I mean, it's got to be, got to be first, first one or two, definitely first two for sure. I mean, it's it's mm. that uh, as as Jimmy said, it's you know, it's a game of chance, and and if you do miss that one penalty, then the pressure is on. But yeah, he should have put his hand up for it, and uh, yeah. we'll never know. We'll never find out why. We never will. I, I, I still. But a great story that Senegal won their first ever, and right. the celebrations that we've seen have been fantastic. And they've come so close in the past, and history is against them coming up to that. They've lost their penalty shootouts before, so fantastic for them. And I would have hated to see uh, Egypt win it, just the way they played, the negative football. It was so I was like, glad. A bit like the Euros, right? Sorry, no. Oh, that, that too. No, that too. But Egypt... I didn't know this, but Egypt hold the record for most. Um, mo- most oh, you're either getting emotional up. about Salah or you're cutting out. <laughs> a bit of both. I still think he's in a chance. He's a bit of both. In the race for the Ballon d'Or, even though he lost. But they've won seven oh. African titles, Egypt. I didn't know that going into it. They, they lead the race. So, um, yeah, you're right about things going against Senegal. But, yeah, those scenes, those scenes in Senegal were unreal. The power of football, well, yeah. well and strong at the moment. Um, speaking of fairy tales, boys, the FA Cup happened over the weekend, and Boreham Wood. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, Al, indeed, Boreham, yeah. 
Wormwood uh, into the last 16. Um, unbelievable, really. Uh, knocking off the, the, the last two teams they have knocked off. They've done well to get into the last 16. And this is a non-league side. Mm. What are they in Division 5? They sit fifth in that league as well. <laughs> FA Cup magic. And it, it makes me think it makes me think about some of the uh, past fairy tales in football. And I was interested to know who you boys have at the top, besides Leicester in 2016, of course. That's all, that's, that's the obvious one. Mm. But... I'd be interested to go around the room and uh, hear what you boys have to say about that. Yeah. Well, before you get into your Liverpool example, which I know you've got on hand, um, I'd like to mention. Oh, first, firstly, I mean this story was in, was incredible. If you knew, I'd, I listened to the uh, the manager after the game, Luke Gerrard, and he was speaking about Mark Ricketts, who's the skipper, thirty seven years old, captain of that club, and he was injured. He he didn't train all week. Even Saturday, he said, "Look, look, Gaff, I don't think I can get up for this game. I'm I'm sore." He said, "No, mate, this is a big moment for this club. You, I'm, I don't care if you play ten minutes or fifteen minutes. You're leading this side out for the Bournemouth game. I don't care." He went on. He scored one nil. They won. He scored the goal. And that club, you could just imagine the scenes. And he and he said he was getting FaceTime calls after the game. People were at the hotel there, jumping up and down, chanting his name. It's just an absolute fairy tale story, which reminded me of Federico Marqueda, seventeen year old, scored against Aston Villa. But it, it was so beautiful. Look at Nick laughing. It was so beautiful that moment because he wasn't going to play, and I think Rooney was injured at the time. And uh, and and Sir Alex Ferguson went up to him during the week and he said, "Look, if you play well against Newcastle in the reserves, I'll give you a game." He he scored a hat trick that night on the Wednesday night, I think it was. He was on the bench. He came on. He scored the winner, and he and he and he ran down to his his dad was in the crowd and he hugged his dad and United went on uh, to win the league that year and it was just a beautiful moment. That's a fairy tale. That's what and that moment of him hugging his dad, he's going to have that framed for life. Um, you know, so that's that's a, it's a beautiful fairy tale for the best club in the world, second best. Juventus first, United second. He says I bring up Liverpool too much. <laughs> Al, what about you? What's what's your favourite fairy tale of the past? Well, as, as you guys say, I mean, I I go back quite a few years now, don't I? So, uh, but this is a good mm. one. That <laughs> seen a fair few in your time. Um, you know, Spurs haven't won since '91. Um, and so that's that's always a good 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 uh, good game to watch. Um, but I'm actually going to talk about Liverpool losing against Wimbledon, the crazy gang, oh. in 1988. Um, you know, Liverpool were the dominant club in England and Europe probably at the time as well. They just won the league. Um, they're going for the double, um, and they lost one nil to Wimbledon at the Old Wembley, and it was just. Hmm. The scenes after that, you know, my mate Craig back home, he was, he was, he loved it. He oh, Craig, Craigie. he loved it. You know, Wimbledon beating Liverpool at the time was was phenomenal, and and, and you're never going to see that, that again. Yeah, and that was that was a big day as well. I think that was the same day as Alan's fiftieth birthday. So it was, I'm glad you you got the game as well. But Big Craig, he's he's absolutely loving it. What was he doing that day, Big Craig? Uh, he was probably watching the game. I don't think I don't know if it was at Wembley. <laughs> Wembley. <laughs> oh, he missed your birthday missed for that. Birthday, that's all right. Yeah, it was good. good. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. What a moment. You guys wouldn't have been born by then. No, you know at that time, right? So um, you guys. Nah. What, what year did you say? Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, no. Um, Just missed what, out. 36 yeah, years ago now? Well before my time. 
Not even close. close exactly. so, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Liverpool losing, Nick. Oh, I, I that's always a fairy tale. Yeah, that's a good one to learn. Wimbledon. Yeah, where are they now? Wimbledon. Well, they're, they're two four. clubs now. If you, if you kind of want to, you've got AFC Wimbledon. Oh. You know, they've got the French guys. Um, mm. Oh, so this was before they split. Yeah, before the split. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. AFC Wimbledon. Um, yeah. In League Two. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, that's hmm. a good one, Al. I don't mind that. I liked it. Mitch? Well, as 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 Al has alluded to, I can't go as far back as you guys. Um, so I've got to pick sort of for more recent history. Um, and for me, one thing that sits in my mind, and even as a United supporter, you've got to bring it up, Aguero. Yeah. Like that yeah. is, as far as EPL moments go or soccer moments go, that's, mm. you can't you can't hate that moment. It's just stays ingrained in everyone's heads in, you know, the sound, the noise. You can That's a picture you can hear when you see it. Mm. And that's, you know, if that doesn't bring a smile to your face as a football supporter, nothing will. Mm. For me, that's that's got to be one of the... And that, and actually, Ajax Tottenham a few years ago in the Champions League. Oh, yeah, I thought we were talking about the FA Cup here. I can't... I don't have enough FA Cup knowledge. <laughs> Al's just gone through the history up, book so. for about four hours to try and find something <laughs> FA Cup related. FA Cup related. <laughs> in, in the run there was nothing no, about no, FA Cup. No, so. I, I, I missed that one, obviously. But the FA Cup, obviously, the, the spurs Ajax game for me, personally. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a, a good FA Cup moment was Wigan in 2013 beating Manchester City in the final. And that was the year Wigan got relegated. And they still beat, mm-hmm. I think... Well, I mean, Manchester City would have been fresh off their championship, I think. They won the ch- championship that season, or they got close to it anyway. But that was definitely one of the best FA Cup moments of recent memory, I think. But the one I was going to say, I was going to go left field and step out of Europe and go into Asia... Western Sydney Ooh. Wanderers winning the Champions League. I don't oh, think yeah. an A-League club will ever win the Champions League again. So, yeah. Ante Kovic was keeping, wasn't he? He was. Ante yeah. Kovic, Popovic coach. I don't think that'll yeah, ever be replicated. Pop- I don't even know how yeah. it got done in the first place. Thinking about, yeah. um, you think of how much money some of the Asian teams have and then an A-League club out of nowhere. Western Sydney... In, one of their first years as a club, pull off that. I don't think that'll ever get replicated. Um, Good choice, Nick. And I'm proud of you for not going down the Liverpool path. Yeah, well, you know, unlike some on this podcast, I'm not that biased. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think that just about wraps it up, boys. There's obviously a lot of Premier League still to be played this week. Um, Match week 24 wraps up tomorrow morning. And then we go straight into uh, match week 25 on Saturday. So plenty of football. And then the Champions League uh, follows that up. And then obviously more Premier League football after that. So it's nonstop now until the rest of the season, obviously. And plenty to look forward to. Do we have an eye on a game coming up? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm obviously Monday morning, Atalanta Juventus, uh, 6.45. And that is the fight for the, uh, for the top four. Two points separate them. Juventus in fourth, Atalanta in fifth, so it's going to be an absolute cracker, that one. 6.45, get up for that, people. Mm. And you can check the scores. You can follow it live on the app, obviously. EPL Live app. So EPL Live app, get on it. Yeah. Love that, love that. Mitch? Uh, I think that Leeds-Everton game will be very interesting. 
Uh, but aside from that, uh, Nick, after all the trash talking of Burnley, um, I'm looking forward to them winning 1-0 against Liverpool. That's, yes. Uh, it's possible. Anything's possible in the Premier League. It's always the best thing in the world. Liverpool supporter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Al, what about you? Uh, well, you've got the big uh, London derby, Chelsea versus Arsenal coming up. Yeah. Um, yep. So that should be quite spicy, just like Jimmy today on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> Extremely spicy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully Spurs will you know, bounce back against Wolves. At least we're playing at home. Mm. Another big game for them, actually. Yeah. Fair call. I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning's game, actually, of course. Uh, Liverpool-Leicester. Give us your prediction. What's your prediction, Nick? I don't know. Oh, obviously, I'm expecting Liverpool to win. So I'll say maybe 2-1, 2-1, 3-1. But it's actually interesting because... Leicester's playing ten fifty. Hey, $10.50 Leicester are paying. Yeah, and you know what? They're one of only two teams this year who have actually beaten Liverpool in all competitions. Oh, let's get on it, boys. That's, that's a bargain. Let's load up. Is, load up. It's quite remarkable, actually. We're in February now. And in all competitions, Liverpool have only lost two games. There it is. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. There it is. Let's one of them was as well by Norwich. Yeah, they did. They've got nothing left. They're just in an. They yeah. And we dumped them out of the Carabao Cup. So there's a bit of history there this season. Obviously, them beating us as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting game tomorrow morning for sure. Um, if Liverpool lose that, I'll concede the title. Definitely. Definitely. We, we, we have to win every single game. Uh, from here on in until City obviously start dropping some points and on that note I think that just about wraps up the podcast boys it's been a pleasure once again um, Mm. joining with you three to talk about all the football over the past week and I'm certainly looking forward to uh, what's to come in the week ahead so until next time until next Tuesday see you boys then and enjoy the football